0: Hello and welcome to Broccoli News, Radio Broccoli's programme keeping you up to date with all you need to know about what's happening in and around the hospital. I'm Keith Reeve, in this edition we have an extended feature on the Stanmore Steppers which was set up by Laura Mittam back in 2019. As well as speaking to Laura, we shall hear from some of the patients involved, the volunteers who support the steppers, as well as patient involvement and volunteer lead, Diane Young. So stay tuned to London's longest-running hospital radio station, your number one multi-award winning recuperation station, Radio Broccoli. Welcome to the program. Well, I'm on Duke of Gloucester Wall with Sue Lawrence, who's been involved with Stanmore Steppers since it started. Can you tell us a bit more about how that came about and when that was, please, Sue? Uh,
1: That was about two years ago when I just started to volunteer. Um, And the first thing I was asked to do was would I come up and meet um, some of the physios and the health assistants on Duke of Gloucester because they were starting this thing called Stanmore Steppers. So I came along and met Abby. And Laura, um, Abby, funny enough, I had met about three months before because I did the walk, the Thames Valley trek, right. raising money yep. for um, sarcoma patients. Um, so I knew Abby, and she said I knew it was going to be you who was doing this from the <laughs> description that was given. So I don't know whether that was good or not. anyway. Anyway, uh, so I met Laura, and the idea was that we would be helping the patients who were ready to get out of the beds... Right to get out and start walking around the ward, um, just as a little bit of rehabilitation for them. I used to do it on the Thursdays, which of course I still do, Um, and what we also introduced after it became quite popular, and we used to have up to eight, nine patients at a time, we would have uh, little tea and biscuits as well. Sounds like so a plan to me. Oh, it was fabulous. So it was a really fun day, and it also meant that patients who were in singleton rooms could actually spend a little time talking to other patients um, about the conditions or just generally having a chat with them. Uh, and it was really, really lovely, and everybody really enjoyed it. it took, you know, we had to push them to get them back into their rooms afterwards. <laughs> but we had a variety of people. I mean, we, one day we had a lady who was in her bed because she had to be horizontal, so we pushed her bed out here. It just gave her an opportunity to chat to other people um, because, you know, being in a singleton room, you don't always get to see people. Uh, and the, the fact that we could get them out of the rooms and walk in... Uh, Or in a wheelchair, we push them, or even this lady in the bed. So it was really lovely. Unfortunately, at the moment, we can't do that. Um, So what we now do is get the patients out of the beds and have a walk with them, and it's good to chat with them and you know, listen to the stories because it's nice to have someone to talk to. Um, and I also go and actually chat to the various patients, those especially the ones that are in for uh, a long time, mm. uh, because it's nice to, yeah. uh, to to speak to people and find out things.
0: Especially at the moment when they can't actually have their own visitors, no. so volunteer visitors like the OH volunteers and also the Radio Botley patient reps that come on wards regularly are invaluable in that respect. One thing that strikes me, being an ex-patient myself, back in the day when things were much more communal where we used to eat communal meals around a table and you used to watch communal telly because there was only one oh. you know now as you say everybody's in a single room or a four bedder at best it is very insular and it is important that there's a social aspect mm-hmm. to their care and their uh, their rehabilitation isn't it
1: yeah it, it is absolutely absolutely and I know some of the patients were saying oh could we do this some afternoon sometimes? <laughs> and we haven't quite got that because I appreciate the nurses and the physios and everybody else are busy with other jobs. they that- you know, to me, it would be something that I think would be a good idea, and I'd be mm. really happy to to help facilitate that. As I said, we only ever did it on a Thursday because Laura said, "Well, you're here, so and you can organise it." And sort
0: <laughs> of. Well, volunteered. Yeah, but
1: uh, you know, I think it is something that uh, you know, get patient socialisation. It's very important, especially nowadays when they're talking a lot about mental health of people and people yeah. being shut-in rooms and you know it's really important so i love it i must admit
0: brilliant it sounds like you're a convert is it only thursdays then it takes place still
1: no it, it's every day oh every it is now day, it's every day at 11 30 on duke of gloucester and they've just started to introduce it on um, london irish so on the london irish i go down earlier and do the london irish one at about quarter to 11 and then come up here to do the one at 11
0: Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Sue. And no doubt we'll catch up with you later on, but that's a really great overview. Thank you very much and thank you for what you do.
1: No problem. It's my pleasure to do it.
0: There we are, that's Sue Lawrence, one of our wonderful RNOH volunteers, our fellows in yellow, as we like to call them affectionately. <laughs> right back to duke of gloucester ward now i'm now with robert who's one of the patients here on duke of gloucester ward and i think robert you started this yesterday so today will be your second session is that right
2: that's correct yes yes
0: and how do you do you find it
2: i think it's very good it it is certainly a motivation to get you moving and uh it's good to have people around you so you're supported in more ways than one Yeah, yeah absolutely
0: how long have you been a patient here
2: quite a long a long time this is my 10th week so I've been quite a long time getting over the operation yeah
0: right so being moving around and being yeah. with other people is probably quite important to you
2: yes because you know it is rather isolated in a room when you're on your own for that amount of time so it is quite good again to see other people and see what they how they're getting on you know it motivates you a bit yeah.
0: absolutely that's important so after yesterday's session yeah. I don't know how that la- how long that lasted but how did you feel after that
2: uh, I, well, I felt very positive after it, and I wa- I, surprisingly, I wasn't too tired. I thought I'd be more, more tired than I was, but obviously the muscles are improving every day, and I, I also have um, physio in the gym uh, in the afternoon, so that also helps. But um, yes, uh, uh, yeah, it, it worked out very well. Yes, I was, was favourably impressed, yes.
0: Brilliant. Yes. And when do you hope to go home?
2: Well, they're talking about me going home fairly soon. I've got a few other issues bodily issues to sort out but um uh, we're getting we're getting into that curve now that there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel which uh, which is
0: very good news that's brilliant robert thank you very much for speaking to me today well i hope that robert has now been able to go home and i wish him a full and speedy recovery of course this is keith reeve with broccoli news and a special feature on the stanmore steppers here's another patient about to take part in the session. I'm now with Sandra on Duke of Gloucester Ward, who's about to take part in her Stanmore Steppers session. Hello, Sandra. Hi there. And how does this fit with you? How does how does this help you?
3: Well, I mean, it, it gets me out of the ward, uh, and it gets me meeting other people who, you know, had similar but or different um, operations, and it's really, you know, it's, a, it's an extra form of exercise, and you know, and it's very motivating. Uh, to think, well, you're you're going to be with other people and you're going to challenge yourself a little bit and do a little bit more.
0: That's great. How long have you been here?
3: Um, This is day seven in the the hospital.
0: And are you in a a single-bedroom or a four-bedder? A four-bed. Four-bed, Okay. But it's interesting, a few people have said it, is the social aspect as well, as well as the motivational one of actually getting moving, that actually helps people?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so, because it's (laughs) quite... It's just quite isolating in uh, in hospital you, you, if you're just seeing mainly you know the the nurses and the doctors um, and actually seeing uh, other people uh, and finding out how they're getting on.
0: Is <laughs> a competition now? Is it? <laughs> so how long do you think it'll be till you uh, you're able to go I, home?
3: I hope tomorrow.
0: Oh right, okay, home for the weekend. Fantastic. Sandra, thank you very much for speaking to me and I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. And now for the first time, we speak to Laura Mittam, whose idea the Stanmore Steppers originally was. So we've just moved away from the uh, sort of meeting area into Glossian. We're edging our way up the corridor. There's a number of patients in front of us, uh, one in a wheelchair, one on crutches. So what's happening here at the moment?
4: Uh, so this is Stanwell step is in action, basically. Um, so the patients will be uh, mobilising around the ward, um, taking the opportunity to get to, to chat to one another um, and just get out of their rooms and and do something, really.
0: I was just saying to, to uh, Sandra and to Robert that, you know, the, the, the isolation that people feel in single rooms and even yeah. a four bedder, yeah. and especially at the moment during the coronavirus pandemic, where they can't have their own relations or friends to visit is quite striking and and it's very much different to how I remember when I was a patient here when everything was communal it's a very different world now so this is brilliant isn't it?
4: Yeah it's the main reason that we came up with the idea and obviously I'll go into more of that later but we kind of really missed that old style of the Duke of Gloucester that Nightingale ward where everyone could chat to each other and encourage each other and you know as nice as this ward is it's a beautiful beautiful building but when they're in their rooms they do have that sense of isolation because they are cut off and it's it's just a really good opportunity for for people to to do like what you know our two patients here are doing just have a chat when they've both been in their own side rooms as you say isolated
0: yeah no it's so important and um it's it's good to see the take-up of uh, everybody getting involved and i know that some patients uh, i've spoken to this morning robert in particular i think has been here 10 weeks, so he will really feel that isolation and that sense of lack of community
4: yeah absolutely you know as well we have patients that are here for the long periods of time such as Robert and even when we have been having visitors because of the distance that people are come to have surgery this isolation thing's been going on for for ages Um, so yeah for Robert this is you know this is really really good for him and kind of epitomizes why why we run steppers
0: brilliant great idea "'Thanks to Laura for her explanation there.' This is Broccoli News, where in this program we are focusing on the Stanmore Steppers, and my name is Keith Reeve. So I'm back with Sue Lawrence, and Sue, it's great that you you really champion this. It's, it's a really great little venture, this, isn't it?
1: Well oh, it's absolutely great, absolutely great, and you can see the buzz that's happening here now with all the you know the patients talking to each other. That wouldn't without this, they wouldn't have got an opportunity to talk to each other like that because uh, you know there are quite a lot of them in the room the whole time. And especially those patients who are in for a long time. It's so important that we can get them out when it's it's safe and when when they're ready. um, And to give them the opportunity to chat to other people. Mm. Um, Because I think for their mental well-being, it is paramount importance. And therefore, you know, we need to try and get more things like this uh, off the ground. Uh, I only know about what happens in the... Some more buildings. So I'm not sure. I don't think we do anything like this on the other wards, but maybe we do.
0: If you're doing it on Duke of Gloucester and London Irish, which you are, then you're covering the majority of the patients that we currently have in the hospital. I believe.
1: Oh good. well, that's good then. That's good. It's nice to know that we are actually, um, you know, getting to to the people that that need us. Yeah. That, uh, that we can help. And as Laura
0: said just now, that the, you know those older wards are more the old uh, Nightingale yeah. typical old style layout where there was, by default, a more communal spirit because you could see your neighbour across, you could see four people away, whereas in here, in in this building, as as Laura said, it's a lovely building, but it does have its limitations for the social interaction, especially during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's where it's brought it far more home, that, you know, singleton rooms are great, Mm. but... You know, and, and some people, to be fair, some people like that. You like to be on your own for a little while, but you've got to have that mix. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so this is really good, I and mean, it's nice to see. I mean, with volunteers, I do Thursdays, but with volunteers, every day of the week coming in to do this. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you know, speaking to patients, you'll find that they really appreciate that the, the, this. Well, everyone
0: I've spoken to so far, I think it's a great idea, and they're very grateful for everything that you do. So, what else do you do as a volunteer?
1: Well, um, I used to, and at this at the moment, I tend to do some more steppers and socialising with pa- with patients. Um, I used to do the mealtime buddies, but now someone else has slopped into that that, uh, that role, which which is fine. You know, we, we each have got to our own. Um, but I was actually speaking to Stacey only last week to say, look, you know, we need to do something else. My idea when I volunteered, um, when I retired from work, was that I wanted to be able to do something that would give those that are obviously trained, qualified, more time to do what they, they needed to do. And whether there were things that I could do, um, I would like to volunteer. So anything like answering call bells, if I can answer a call bell and all they want is some you know, water filling up or something yeah. that I can do, absolutely fine I can do that and I cannot, you know, no. give them pain colours, no. I cannot give them an injection or anything, but yeah. I, you know, or even if they just sometimes, just, they might call the bell because they want to talk to somebody actually. Yeah. It's a creature comforts isn't it? It, it absolutely is so you know, uh, and before the pandemic I was working uh, with one of the nurse managers on sessions up some uh, assessments for the wards. So I used to go um, and spend two, three hours uh, on a Thursday with her um, sorting out this assessment process and in fact she wanted me to help with that, uh, which we had set up. That when she went on the wards doing the assessments, I would do the patient-facing questions of the assessment. But of course, that was in the first pandemic, and since then,
0: yeah, um, the that's world been is cancelled. a changed place, isn't oh, it? Absolutely, a very absolutely. changed place. And what's really good as well is, is there's uh, half a dozen or so people here. And there's three of you, lovely fellows in yellow, as we call you, our awake volunteers. Oh, which is brilliant.
1: Oh, yellow peller, perils, as, uh, as <laughs> I like to call us. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, normally there's only one of us with each session, but there's two or three um, of the, you know, the the uh, therapy uh, people here yep. as well. So. We say
0: needs to be obviously. Oh,
1: absolutely. There's, you know, we have to have qualified people. I only wish I could do a bit more, but I'm not qualified. <laughs> no, no. Said if there's anything else
0: and laura said oh you can do that you
1: can do that <laughs> no. any you're, training's available i'm here you're doing a grand off.
0: job and, and thank you for what you do do this is broccoli news on radio broccoli with myself keith reeve and today we are focusing on the stanmore steppers and uh, we're part way through the stanmore steppers session now so here's laura with more explanation as to what is happening Right, we've come some to a halt uh, sort of outside Duke of Gloucester Ward now by the reception desk. So what's happening now, Laura?
4: Um, We're just having a little bit of a rest break just for patients to have a bit of a sit-down. And usually we don't stop for too long, but we're just having a bit of a photo opportunity. Um.
0: I noticed that. We've got China from Communications snapping away. I've already told her she's broken the lens twice because she's taken a photograph of me, but there you go. (laughs)
4: Well, she probably cracked it a further two times then when she took a picture of me. (laughs) But, yeah, um, generally when it was kind of like pre-COVID times, we would kind of have patients sit down together so they'd have an opportunity to have a bit of a chat. Um, But obviously when we had the restrictions, um, that kind of of put paid to that. So, yeah, just a little bit of a rest break and then we'll carry on.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Not a problem. i'm now going to speak to wendy who's just said to me you're not from this neck of the woods so where are you from
5: Hinckley in leicestershire
0: you're a bit of a way away from home
5: 85 miles and i know this because i've had a map printed
0: <laughs> okay so you're trying
5: to arm cycle home that's my objective up the m1 yeah of course
0: <laughs> so stanmore steppers you're yes, in a wheelchair i am how long have you been in that and how has this benefited you Um, I've been in the
5: wheelchair for about half an hour because I've actually been wandering around (laughs) with a Zimmer frame. It's wonderful, actually. It means that I can... Poke my head out of my little room and not feel so isolated and this is the first time I've joined in with this mm-hmm. and it's lovely to realise that there are other patients feeling the same way. And that they all just want to get out and yeah. and have a chat with somebody else.
0: Are you in a room on your own?
5: I am in a room and I'm on my own, yes. Right.
0: And of course with no visitors allowed because of the pandemic at the moment that can be quite isolating.
5: It's it's really tough. I mean I know that we can phone them and we've got FaceTime and things. But that realisation that they are so far away from you, it's, it's horrible. And if it wasn't for the, the guys that come here, um, I don't think mentally I would have been able to have coped for as long as I have. Because um, this is my sixth week now in a hospital. So, yeah. And I was in Leicester Royal for a few weeks before I came here, but they didn't do anything like this at all. So. Are you
0: in a fine hospital here, and obviously oh, specialist orthopaedic? So. Absolutely.
5: Yes, that's what they've said to me. Everybody, even the ones at Leicester, when they found out I was coming here, they just kept saying, "Oh, you're going to the best place. You're going to the best place. You're going to be looked after." So, and it's true, right from the lady that cleans your bedroom up to the consultant, they're all as lovely as. As you could wish, really.
0: That's what we like to hear. Great. Well, keep up the good work. Thank Here's you. for a quick and speedy recovery so you can wheelie up the M1 and uh, get home quickly. Thank you, Absolutely. Wendy.
5: Absolutely. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks very much to uh, Wendy for that. Now we're going to hear a little bit more about Stanmore Steppers and the involvement of our volunteers. OK, I'm with another one of our uh, yellow perils, or fellows in yellow, whichever which way you want to call them. Uh, Neville Price, good good morning to you. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. And you? Very well, thank you. So, you're helping out with Stanmore Steppers today. Yes. How do you feel about this?
6: Oh, pretty marvellous, actually. I mean, you get used to seeing some of the patients over months in bed that can hardly move. Yeah. yeah. They're on their back for weeks, or on their yeah, stomach for weeks, and then suddenly you see them beginning to walk again. And I don't know what it's like for them, but it doesn't have to do us good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It's motivational, isn't it? And it is. And it's rewarding that you actually see kind of the end product of their care in a lot of ways. They're actually beginning to recover, beginning to get mobile again and getting some normality back in their lives. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, we're going to be left behind okay. if we don't catch up. So yeah, we, need we need to squeeze through this door. Thank you very much. Without being squashed. Um, how long have you been involved with steppers?
6: Well, really, since it started. But um, there was a gap when we didn't come in because of uh, COVID recovery patients. Yeah. So uh, Laura grabbed me when it first started, which is good. So, yeah. I mean, I come in and do the steppers. Yep. And then I do lunches. Yep. So I serve the lunches. So. And of course, as, as
0: um, Sue was saying, when you're doing the lunches, you're doing much more than just helping with their meals you're a social outlet yeah absolutely you can get them a glass of water yeah. you can have a chat
6: you get, yeah you fill the jugs of water that's it you chat you're a substitute visitor yes um yep. because they're not allowed visitors as you know yeah uh, or very rarely so we act in a way as that no
0: that's brilliant i think you, you do a grand job as as do the radio botley patient visitors as well that visit the patients and As you say, during the pandemic, uh, as we're finding from many of the patients, uh, they're in a single room on their own, some of them, and they're missing that social interaction from people.
6: Yes, they are. Some of them actually keep their doors open, Mm. which is a good idea, because they see the rest of the world going by. And uh, there was one occasion where someone had their lunch in the corridor, just, just to be out the room
3: yeah
0: it's interesting as i said uh, to a couple of people when i was a patient here many many years ago 50 years ago really everything was very communal then was and it? it was in a lot of hospitals you'd, you'd have um, a big table where you'd all have your meals together around one table uh, there was one telly in the ward oh. and it, it, on a stand at the end and if you wanted to watch something on telly you'd you'd work your way into that crowd and find a seat <laughs> and get a view I remember watching the cup final here and there must have been about 20 of us all crowded around this, what is now a tiny television, but then it was a big television. Uh, So, you know, that aspect of the social side of hospitals is, is gone, as is the stay period. The stay, thankfully, is much less now. I think the average stay here is just about five days now, but although obviously patients do buck that trend quite
6: often. Well, one of them on this walking trip has been here since October.
0: Yeah, you yeah, was telling me that. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- th- if you're in and out so quickly sometimes, you can't really make friends. And with uh, the isolation of a single ward... you've got
6: no hope of really having any contact other than your physicians, so... One of the advantages for the volunteers, the patients not being in here long, is we can use time and time again the same jokes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) I know that feeling. I do that. (laughs) You found me out, Neville. (laughs) And
6: you found me out, well, I told
0: you. (laughs) Right, we've just done a circuit, and we're now back to where we started. Are we going for the second lap now?
6: I don't
0: know. I think we are, so right and now I've been joined can, Stuart can I speak to you as well of course you may hello Stuart you're one of the fellows in yellow yellow perils yeah, <laughs> uh, working with Neville and, and Sue today yes, with the steppers so this is this is great isn't it you know we're, we're walking around at a very very gentle pace patients are joining us and leaving us as they wish to as they are able to how
7: long have you been doing this about a year now and do you um, enjoy it obviously I assume you do you're here <laughs> well that's a very good point and the nice part is that I go to different departments. This is just one area, mm-hmm. and I'm in the dispensary, as well. Yep. And also, I've been um, supervising people when they come in as visitors. But there's only one visitor an hour, so the rest of the time you sit down on your <coughs> and entertain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's brilliant, but
0: uh, this is great. So you've been doing this for, did you say, a year or so? In here, here in this hospital for a year. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, it's brilliant that you do it. Thank you very much. And uh, keep up the good work.
7: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. In fact, one of the nice parts about it is that you're giving something back to society. Yeah. And that no matter how menial what would appear to be the actual work that you're doing, at least you're releasing a nurse to carry on with more important work absolutely and i
0: don't think anybody could ever describe that as what you do as menial because everything has a value to it and i think especially at the moment where patients can't have visitors seeing a friendly face like yours (laughs) and you know perhaps having a quick conversation about something completely different bake-off football weather brexit there we mention it again um anything like that is, is a welcome release so
7: you you fulfill that role brilliantly so thank you you're more than welcome, because I'm Irish, as you can gather from my accent. And uh, especially when you meet the Irish people here, you have a bit of good crack with them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if they're Scottish, you say, ask them if say, that's an Irish accent and it gets a goat up for them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> brilliant they need to make them have a smile and they're meeting somebody and it's true because here they don't have visitors yeah they haven't had visitors for a long time so seeing other another person other than a nurse or a doctor or a cleaner it's always pleasant for them. yeah keep up the
0: good work and thanks for speaking to me you're welcome thank you very much to Stuart and neville there and uh, in a moment or two we're going to hear from the lady who set it all up laura and also diane young from volunteer services <laughs> We're going to hear more about the infamous Stanmore Steppers here at the RNOH. And today I'm joined by Laura Mittum and also... Diane Young. Laura is one of our occupational therapists, and Diane is the uh, volunteer and involvement lead here at the Awake. So good afternoon, ladies.
4: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Keith. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Good. Although I have to confess, I'm not an occupational therapist.
0: Aren't you? What no, are you? I'm a
4: therapy technician.
0: Oh, what's the difference?
4: So, oh, that's long description um basically a therapy technician works with both the physiotherapists and the occupational therapists um so we're kind of a a bit of a jack of all trades
0: okay so would you both like to give us an idea of how stanmore steppers came about and why
4: steppers came around um simply because we got inspiration from a patient so we had a very motivated and a very sociable uh, gentleman who following his surgery Uh, would do laps of the ward himself and if there was any patients that had their doors open he'd stop and have a bit of a chat and when we asked him about it he just said that he enjoyed talking to people he found it a little bit isolating Um, he was an oncology patient and he just wanted to speak to other patients that were going through something similar and literally that was it we just took that rough little idea and thought how can we progress this for patients and yes Daniel Steppers was born
0: wonderful how long ago was that
4: uh that was back in september 2019 right which seems decades ago
0: mm, it Does <laughs> great idea so this guy was uh, a bit like a forerunner to tom Moore in a different kind of way he just wanted to do something yeah and so from that something really phenomenal was grown
4: yeah i mean he was just he was bored Um, I think he was in a bay and the the other people that were in his bay they were orthopaedic patients so although he had things in common with them general chit chat and things like that for his actual diagnosis he he wanted to speak to other people that had been through similar journey similar pathway as as him and
0: I suppose get reassurance from them and give them his reassurance that things yeah. would hopefully improve
4: yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. okay that's that makes sense so i've been there as well because when i was a patient myself and i came back uh, as a volunteer i used to see the patients going through what i'd gone through a few years before and they you know them or their parents was, was i was a late teenager i used to better reassure them that all will be well look i've just cycled up here so you know better days coming so that's that's yeah. really good to know so Diane, how did we get volunteers involved? Our fellows in yellow or the yellow perils, dependent how you want to describe <laughs> them.
8: Yellow perils. <laughs> um, Laura got in touch and said, could, could we have a couple of volunteers to support? Well, we thought, well, what is this Stanmore Stepper malarkey? And it doesn't go on for very long. It's only for an hour. What on earth are we going to do? So we got a couple of very interested volunteers who started quite quickly with you and gave us the most phenomenal feedback about what they were doing and then we quickly built it up to five days a week and then we linked it in with another role that we do in the in the trust so the mealtime buddy role kind of gently followed on from the stanmore steppers and BC, before COVID, we were having some brilliant <laughs> ideas, weren't we? We were, yeah. About how yeah. we were going to develop it and run it on both wards, how we were going to have a, a beverage station, how we were going to do it in the afternoons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID happened. It did, unfortunately, and, and nipped it, everything in the bud. It did, it did. But those early days, we had
4: pat dogs as well we did which went down so well with the patients they absolutely loved the days that the pat dogs came around mm, staff can, did as well
0: can we just explain what pat dogs are
4: uh yes yeah, so pat dogs are pets as therapy dogs so they're very good doggos that have been on special training and come in and visit all of the patients on the ward and just make their days a little bit brighter and i have to say the staff stay as well mm. whenever the dogs were on the ward all the staff would suddenly appear and be like oh <laughs> can we make a farce <laughs> um so yeah they're, they're very much missed i can't wait for the days that they can come back onto the ward mm-hmm. but um i think they're yeah pet dogs are really a really special thing to come onto the ward patients are missing their own pets and, and you know, dogs just have that kind of sense about them. They know when someone's not feeling right and they're just, mm. yeah, they're there for all the cuddles, the pats, the treats.
8: And um, But I think with the patients, though, uh, walking round the ward holding the dog or with the yeah. d- pet dog owner, there was a difference in them. You would see a difference in them. They were no longer the patient from bed 19 yeah. <laughs> holding their bottle of, I don't know what, Was in the bottle or coming out of the bottle. (laughs)
4: It's probably best not to go into that, yeah.
8: (laughs) But um, you would see a difference in them when the pat dogs were there, um, that they were walking an animal. There was. Mm. I I can't really explain the difference, but yeah. Yeah, it was was powerful. Yeah, it just added to the magic.
5: Yeah,
0: I think there's something I I mentioned to you, Laura, when we were on the ward earlier, and that was reflected pretty much by all the patients that I spoke to earlier. Mm -hmm. Is the community aspect and the the social aspect comes out as a result of the steppers? Yeah, you know that as you said about the gentleman used to walk round under his own steam before it became an official thing. You know, people want to relate; They're, they're often in isolation, and yeah, they might have all the tech in there, which is great, but as we all know during lockdown there's nothing better than personal face-to-face interaction with somebody even if it's a walk in the park if you can do that everybody that i spoke to today said it's just nice meeting people and being out of my room on the ward doing something else yeah so fantastic um sort of added value if you like as well as getting them moving
4: yeah definitely that was one of the the main aspects that we wanted we were fully aware the social isolation that patients go through when they're here um, even as Diane am saying BC before Covid a lot of our patients would come from a, a very long distance and they weren't getting any visitors and like you say they could have all the tech in the world but eventually they're going to get lonely And we wanted to do whatever we could to eradicate that. Nurses are incredibly busy. They can't always stop and have a chat with the patient. When they're having their therapy sessions, that's 20, 30 minutes. But then, obviously, we have to move on to the next patient as well. So we just wanted to do whatever we could to increase that that patient contact with each other, really, that
8: peer support that they can get from one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the volunteers supporting that and walking with the patients gives them support, not physical support, but there is a pair of hands just out of reach, just there mm. to to give them confidence, I think, as, as they're moving around. Yeah, definitely. And because they're not clinical, they are just Joe Blogs down the corner, who's wearing yellow, there's no point saying ooh and ah um yeah. <laughs> just get on with it just get on with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> because they are just joe blogs and, and you've yeah. got to keep moving yeah you've got to keep moving um it's quite a number of of the volunteers who have had big operations too yeah and so they will say you know if you've had a hip, hip replacement well you've just got to keep moving you've got to keep on yeah mm. so there is that support there are, and I think that's the difference with steppers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. One, the peer support with with the other patients they meet, and meet. yeah. But to to the non-clinical people that are around mm. to to help,
0: yeah, yeah, the neutrals that are not. I think that's a good
8: way of putting it, Keith, yeah,
4: Yeah. the neutrals, yeah. And it's it's one of the reasons that I was keen for the volunteers to get involved because I think I'd been in touch with Diane beforehand for uh, volunteers to come and chat to patients that would have been on, say, prolonged bed rest or or things like that. And I just knew that the volunteers just had this way of connecting with people. Um, Also, I needed a hand with crowd control, I'm not (laughs) going to lie. But, you know, the, the volunteers are just a bunch of really lovely people that yeah, as i say can just connect with patients um in such a brilliant way mm. Mm. so i yeah i always wanted to get the volunteers involved
0: yeah it's good i mean it, you mentioned earlier it started in september 19 so at the mm. time of recording that that's about 19 months ago yes. at least it was when i went to school um <laughs> so how many patients do you think have benefited from uh, stepper's during that time ballpark so, figure
4: so we're probably looking about 200 plus wow um over the course of that time mm. um obviously we did have to stop it during covid times mm-hmm. um for infection control reasons but yeah i mean it, beforehand you know we'd have four or five patients attending a day which was I'd say, really nice for those patients to then have a, a chat and then they'd meet up yeah. outside yeah. of stepper's Um, and go and visit each other in their rooms
0: breaks the ice doesn't it (laughs) it
4: does yeah it is a nice little icebreaker
0: yeah and i think uh, like you're saying there, Diane, with the with the volunteers being on hand although they can't physically help the patients they can by talking to them and just like a friend would talk to them on a walk in the park about bake-off football um, what's in the news the weather you know they can talk about anything and that person as well as physically moving mentally is stimulated in a normal way in a normal conversation with somebody who's not a relative or friend who's worried about how they're going to cope with making a cup of tea with the stairs when they get Mm. home and they're not a a physician Mm. or one of the medical team who's Mm. prodding poking or you must do this with your left leg 10 times an hour you know that they're they're doing something you know they're just adding that value
4: reasonably yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this this now runs on two wards, is that right? Duke of Gloucester and, and uh, London Irish.
4: Yeah, so very fortunately we've had um, some new therapy technicians that have been really interested in um, taking Stammer Steppers to London Irish, which has always been a goal. Um, so that started up a, a few weeks ago just been trialing it before we get the volunteers down there as well we also run it on a monday and friday afternoon on duke of gloucester as well so we've kind of expanded it as as much as we we possibly can
0: Mm. so if the patient if the same patients are on the ward for a week say yeah will they each take part every day if they can
4: uh, yeah as often as they want to mm. um we, we you know we really encourage that it's it's part of their rehabilitation mm. as well um you know it increases their stamina their, their exercise tolerance yeah uh, and we can also use it as a progressive part of their rehab as well so they might start using a frame and then in conjunction with their therapy sessions you know they can end up on crutches a walking stick or, or whatever's yeah. most appropriate for them
0: i mean there was such positive feedback from everybody i spoke to this morning just saying how good it was and how much it's helped them to get mobile and and to build up their confidence which is the other thing you know if you've not been able to walk for a while apart from the muscle tone that disappears quite quickly you've got the confidence factor especially in older folk maybe or if they've had a a joint replacement or something you know it it takes some confidence to trust it and that is doing it in a very very safe controlled environment with plenty of help on hand um, should you need it in the unlikely event that you need it
4: yeah patients you know know, as you say they're in the safest place possible um, and when they're chatting as well they're distracted so Mm. they actually do a little bit more than what they expect to do Mm.
0: Um, And they get used to simple things that you probably don't think about when you are fully able-bodied is going through an open door without the door knocking you over. They have to navigate through the simplest or other people walking along the corridor. You've got to move a bit out of their way or there's a trolley coming. Little things like that which we all take for granted, but in that environment for the first time maybe since their operation they are actually coping with everyday real life environments that they then deal with without even thinking about it because they they're in that right sort of controlled environment if you like supported environment perhaps is a better way
4: yeah that they'll problem solve without even thinking about it they'll mm. just go through the door and then be like oh i i just went through the door with my crutches and
0: mm. well i think this is a brilliant venture. Um, what else would you two like to say about promoting it and developing it and moving it on to the next stage, whatever that may be?
8: I would like you to go thank for you for being such an advocate and such a supporter of our fellows in yellow.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Thank laughs> because
8: you. you know, you have always said, Yeah, we love our volunteer, we love our volunteers. You've always been so positive. You've always been behind us, so massive. Thank
0: you from me to you. And d- just you. in case anybody's wondering, what are we talking about, fellows in yellow? It's because of all of our R and O H volunteers wear a bright yellow polo shirt, so they are easily identifiable anywhere they go on site, and that's our fellows in yellow, or as you referred to them, Laura. What was it? You've turned them earlier. Yellow perils. Yellow perils. Yeah,
4: that's not the Stanmore Steppers ones, however. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Laura, how, how would you like to see um, Stamwell Steppers developing or moving on?
4: Um, well, I would love for the, the volunteer input to continue. Um, I want those yellow perils at every Stanmore Steppers session um, because they, they bring so much to it. Ideally, if we could start running it twice a day uh, on both wards, I would love that. Obviously, there, there are various things that are kind of impeding that but that would probably be the goal just to get it running on both wards twice a day every day that would be that would make me happy and also take it outside when we can as well
0: Mm. yes that would be nice on a nice summer's day when it's not too hot
4: yeah we've done it a couple of times before and particularly for those long-term patients so those patients that have Mm. been in for a couple of weeks or more um, usually if they're waiting plastic surgery or something like that so they're more able-bodied usually and we just get them outside in fresh air and we take them around you know the the beautiful grounds that we've got here at stanmore we're really really lucky mm. and yeah they really enjoyed it
0: it's the best therapy isn't it because i know long-term patients that come back here quite frequently and here here for months on end sometimes and they crave to get outside mm-hmm. and you know i would if i'm i would come in in my spare time when when i was able to and take one or two of them individually up to the spinal cord injury center garden sit there and the now what is now horatio's garden yeah. cup of tea bit of shade friendly chat a few bees and birds around brilliant
4: yeah and that's kind of what we sometimes do within our therapy sessions if a patient is really feeling the effects of being mm. stuck in a, a room for however many weeks and then we'll take them outside whether that be in a wheelchair or even on their bed mm. um we've got quite good at moving those beds around now mm. and we'll just take them outside for a bit mm. because yeah you can't underestimate how mm. important fresh air is for people and a bit yeah. of daylight proper no. daylight
0: yeah as much as uh, the stanmore building is a lovely environment for a hospital ward and you know is a site as you say is is a great hospital there's no uh, nothing better than the outside world if you can get out there safely and uh, catch and raise, as they mm-hmm. say.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Laura Mittum, thank you very much. Thank and you. Diane Young, once again, thank you very much for joining us here at Radio Broccoli today. Thank you, King. And keep up the great work with Stanmore Steppers. Thank you very much. Well, there we are. What a fabulous idea Stanmore Steppers is. And if you are on Duke of Gloucester Ward or London Irish Ward, hopefully you can get involved as well. My thanks once again to all the patients who spoke to me on the ward, our RNOH volunteers who support Stanmore Steppers, Diane Young, our patient involvement lead, and of course, Laura Mittam, who set up Stanmore Steppers and for her music choices I've used during the programme. Don't forget you can hear several of our Broccoli News interviews and features via our podcast channel which you can access via your usual podcast source or directly from our website www.radiobroccoli.org and also on our website you will find out all sorts of information about our programmes, who we are and how to listen. But from myself, Keith Reeve and Broccoli News, it's goodbye.